You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey, hey, we're Monkeying Around, a podcast about the monkeys. I'm Veronica Daschle. I'm Elaine Swetman. And I'm Charles Kelso. And we're too busy monkeying around to put anybody down. Welcome back to Monkeying Around. This week, we have two very special guests, Derek Miner and Craig Smith. Welcome, guys. Hey, hey. Hello. So uh, why don't you guys kind of share with us how you are involved with the monkeys? Derek? Oh, I get to go first? Well, I've been <laughs> on the show before, so I, 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 don't, I, I think... We covered that a little bit in the show before. I was uh, uh, have the uh, I was working on the uh, Lost Lost Monkeys uh, films project and looking at things like that. But uh, uh, I'm I'm involved in a lovely project on the side here that uh, I was brought into by Mr. Craig Smith, and I'll let him kind of talk a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, so um, I have been a Monkeys fan since age 13. Uh, I fell into the rabbit hole very deeply. And um, at that age, I was very into uh, spotting the differences between uh, versions of monkey songs on different releases. Um, and then as as I got on the Internet and things like that, I realized that there was not a great uh, reference of this stuff. There were some lists, but they were very general. Um, and when Andrew Sandoval uh, put out his first book, uh, The Day by Day Story, there was a little uh, songography in the back, and I used that as a template to build a website, which was called Monkeys Mixography. It's still around at monkeysmixography.wiki.com. And when I put the word out to get help with this project, Derek was the first one that responded. And not only was he the first one that responded, he had notes on like 25 songs. I, I, put it, <laughs> I put the word out and I was like, I'm going to go in order chronologically. I think we were going back and forth this time. And I was like, yeah, this is the list I'm working on. I want to kind of get 1966 done. And then by like the end of the night, like there, he just sent me like this list of, you know, just rough <laughs> notes about, you know, what was different. And I was like, whoa, this is the guy. And since then, he's I, I've learned that he's he's maybe more insane with the stuff than I am in certain <laughs> in certain ways. He he's he's definitely the uh, become the brains of the operation and the ears. Uh, and I'm I'm always grateful because he he picks up, uh, you know, where I where I slack. So um, so that's kind of how uh, Derek and I got together and and how all this silliness started. Well, thank you. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Well, Craig, Craig, when he talks about slacking, it's like Craig, Craig does 5 million things. So it's like, I I could never picture him slacking, but he's just got, he does a lot of things and he, he gets very intense on them. So, I mean, sometimes it's like, do you, when do you find the time? That's our problem really is when do we all find the time? Because so we, uh, when he started the monkeys mixography, uh, we were going back and forth on Facebook and posting notes and things like that. And then eventually uh, he wanted to do like a discography book and talked a little bit about it. And eventually after talking back and forth a little bit about this, he's like, do you want to take part in this? And I was like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I think just our ambition on it is so great that uh, just the amount of research to be done audio wise is uh 
so great that it's just a book that Craig thought he could probably have out by Christmas of the year. He thought about it. Yeah. Can I interrupt for a second? I remember distinctly being in the city with my girlfriend when I think, I think it was the head alternate uh, was announced by Friday music or, or something like that. And I was like, Oh man, like I can't like, like my deadline for Christmas, like that's not going to make it now. And this is six years ago. Uh, so <laughs> It's it's kind of like, I, I think, and I'm prefacing this by saying I wouldn't want this any other way, but this would be a much easier project if one person was doing it because we kind of both, you know, it, it's, it's songs, it's albums, it's mixes, and there are a bunch of sections to this, and we both kind of float in and out of different sections, and it... it it requires a lot of, you know, keeping up with each other, which, you know, sometimes we're great at, and sometimes, you know, we're not so great at. And, um, you know, and that's just being honest. Uh, it's, it's just, you know, life and job getting in the way. Um, but we're both, it's something that we're both incredibly passionate about. And, um, so it's, you know, we, we, I think the larger that we've gone with this, we've made it more difficult for ourselves, but also, scaling it back, which we've talked about at times is, is kind of a, you know, it's kind of like, where do you do it? You know, Mm. there, there are people that suggested like make alphabetize, like do a through D and it's like, that's, you know, for something like this, it just, it doesn't really work. Mm. Like, you know, putting out a book, I'm going to put out a book. uh, We're going to put out a book on the monkeys, but only songs a through D. (laughs) You can't do that. It's, it's kind of like all or nothing, you know, we can concentrate on time periods but um, the overarching thing is that it's it's basically like taking the website and trying to put it into book form. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, lists of the songs and the variations and then sections on the albums and the various releases of each and how they changed over the years and things that were, you know, what what tapes were used, what tapes were found, you know, things like that. So we want to like really cover all of that and make that make this just like as complete as possible. And, mm. and, you know, we, we've talked about slimming it down, but we don't want to shortchange it either. So, right. you know, there's frustration on our end and people that, you know, want to see it because it's, it's just something that, that takes such a long time, but mm-hmm. you know, it's uh it's, it's, it's a process. Yeah. yeah. But I think doing the, all the extra work, I think is it will pay off. It's kind of like with, with Andrew's book, mm-hmm. you know, I, mm-hmm. I don't think any of us w- wished he would have got it out a year sooner and cut quarters. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, oh, yeah. I'm happy to wait and have it be as, be as, as complete as it could possibly be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, obviously that that's the, that's the reference guide right there. Like you, right. you really, I'm not trying to not uh, promote our book, but you know, that is the, <laughs> that, that, that's the one you want, but right. Uh, ours, ours, we're hoping that ours will be a, a nice supplement. In fact, he had mentioned, um, that he took the sessionography out because of our book. It was in his first volume, hmm. but he didn't put it in the second volume because it, he, he was like, I'll just kind of like leave that to you guys. And that was, he didn't have to do that. It was a, yeah. a, an wow. incredibly sweet gesture. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so it's, it feels good to to you know have a mutual respectful relationship with him uh you know when it comes to all this stuff so yeah. uh very happy about that yeah. yeah it's 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 incredibly you know humbling and and it's just amazing to have that that kind of working relationship in a way it's like he has in a way and said he we are part of the monkeys authors community now mm. <laughs> and uh 
it's it's really great. And just having had a chance to talk to him about things that he's working on and things that he's done, like the um he is one of them. I I, I don't really know anybody else who does research as much as he does and the amount of dedication that he has to to getting documents and tracking things down it's like you know it's kind of like you kind of know it must have been there when you see like the liner notes he's put together for things and the first book and everything like that but you know the he was so proud of uh, getting the depositions that uh, were done in 1967 that formed a lot of his updates in the 1967 1967 section section of his new book and like just hearing him talk about having to go to the go to the court and get those things and they wouldn't let him take copy you know, he had to sit and like get the pages and photograph them and it was just it's never easy but he did it and he you know, the amount of magazines and newspapers and things that he's tracked down and written out to get, to request, just to get all this bits of information that form the core of the history in his book. It's like that dedication just amazes me. Sometimes I don't, I don't know if I could have that much dedication to one project. It's right. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. And the thing that kind of annoyed me about, um, you know, Andrew's book coming out where people you know, complaining about the price and obviously, you know, it's, it's sold as a collector's edition and that's, I, I think deservedly. So I think that, you know, there's a, unless you actually like sit down and look at it, like, I don't even know how Andrew like organized this stuff. Like it's <laughs> the level of detail in the latest edition is just insane. Not to mention the crazy amounts of pictures and, and, you know, that's, that's years and years and years and years of work. It's mm. not, you know, sitting around for a year and, you know, trying to hobble together the monkey's story. Like he, the, the, the level of detail and just the stuff that he came up with just mm. for, for any monkeys fan, it's just mind blowing. Yeah. And uh, it, it was, it was one of the biggest monkeys events in my life. The day that that book came because right. I could not wait to crack it open. And still, even now when I, when I, can manage to lift it i can you know <laughs> just like ha wherever i land in it it's just like it's it's every page is just rich with content mm -hmm. and so um i i often you know i i will absolutely say that i'm an andrew fanboy and and i'll <laughs> i mean i i and this is something i've often said on my podcast when i've talked about the monkeys like when i became a monkeys fan they released the first two albums and then two greatest hits and then headquarters and Pisces. And then for years, like that was it. Like mm. you, I, I, there was a time I thought the changes would never be on CD. And now when you look at it now, like we have gotten so much more than like Beatles fans have gotten in terms of outtakes and things like that. I mean, they're starting to catch up now with like the newer Beatles deluxe editions, but you know, monkeys fans have been spoiled and like 13 year old me can't believe this <laughs> because I, I just never thought this was going to happen, you know? Right. So it's, uh, it's, it's just been great. And, you know, in when years pass and you think that, you know, the monkeys thing is kind of drying up and, you know, it's been kind of quiet, like something like the book comes around and, mm -hmm. you know, there, there's just good things kind of always happening. You know what now is a good time for? It's time for a promo 
for the Cosmic Pizza Podcast. The Cosmic Pizza Podcast, you say? Mmm, that sounds delicious. What is that? It's a delicious slice of life. In every episode? In every episode, where we talk about conspiracy theories, cartoons of our childhood, Star Trek quizzes, movies that we've liked, pod racing, general pop culture, fantasy recasts. But what we don't talk about is pizzas. Right here on the ESO Network. When Andrew Sandoval brings that sort of level of dedication to everything that he works on, including the mm-hmm. Super Deluxe Editions. And here, I mean, this week we have the release of the Headquarters Super Deluxe Edition. And you guys were able to hear it early before it came out. And then uh, Derek was kind enough to invite us over to his home uh, to give us a listen to it as well. And so tonight we were going to talk about the Headquarters Super Deluxe Edition. And for us, it's sort of a, a first impression because we've heard it one time. <laughs> but um, you guys had a little more time with it. And you guys are, I mean, you guys will hear things in it that I'll never hear because, <laughs> because you guys have <laughs> studied these songs in a way that I haven't. Yeah. Um, Which is my favorite thing when we were listening to it, uh, to it with Derek is he would point out all these little things of, hey, and this is different. Listen to this. Listen to this yeah. right here. Wait, I'm going to press play now. Yeah. And then you're like, oh. Derek took us on a little audio tour of the Headquarters Super Deluxe Edition, yes. which was which was great. It was uh, we had we had a great time. We had a we had pizza and Mountain Dew and list of the month. <laughs> where, where, where was my invite? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because I had um, last weekend my friend Dawn, who was my monkey's friend from middle school onward. Um, she came over and we listened to bits of it and it was the same kind of thing. Like I was like, wait, 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 stop talking. Listen to this bit. Okay. No, <laughs> right. you know, and it's just like, uh, there, there are so many things on there that, I mean, De- Derek and I, you know, obviously we don't have access to the masters like Andrew has, but we, in working on the book, we have a pretty good idea of like what tapes exist and what tapes don't because mm-hmm. like, you know, Last Train to Clarksville has never been remixed. Like that, that, that multi-track is gone. Um, and we kind of deduce from, from there. So, uh, but there were things on this set that surprised me and probably Derek as well. Um, because we kind of thought, you know, we, we know what's out there. Uh, but like there are things mentioned in Andrew's book that, you know, hadn't seen the light of day until this set. So it's nice to kind of like connect those dots too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even a couple things that uh, aren't mentioned in the book that are on here that I don't I don't know how they like in that short time since that book came out. Well, I guess it's been over a year, but um, yeah, a couple of things that came in that are on this set that were not on the, not in the book. Uh, so it was like, oh, I've never heard of that. You know, mm-hmm. of course, it's 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 not like anything like uh, it's not like a whole brand new song that no one's ever heard. But it is like uh, <laughs> uh, I, I did play this. I, uh, what What is it? Which one is it? It's 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 just very unassumingly called Untitled Jam. <laughs> but I played this for the I played this for Veronica and Chuck and, and Elaine. And uh, this was Chuck. This is the one I said that was kind of jazzy. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Did, did you have an impression on that? I was like, just kind of, yeah. I mean, I I like backing tracks. For me, without the without the um, without any vocals on it, it's just music. You know what I mean? So the backing <laughs> tracks that way, the jams are that way. I just sit back and and chill and listen to the music. And I, you know, I I think it's fun. I think it's it's great, especially knowing that it's music that the monkeys themselves are playing that I hadn't heard. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, and I I think that's probably. For everyone who's going to be, I, I don't know who's listening to the show that might be on the fence, but if they are on the fence, I mean, uh, 
there there's this box has the two stories going on that are intertwined at that time where we have Kirshner trying to keep control of things and hold off the fact that the monkeys want to record their own music. And he's off in New York with Jeff Barry, like doing this whole suite of songs. Uh, and then, then it's like, well, he pushes a little too far and he's gone. Uh, and then the monkeys get to record headquarters. And uh, I think when, when uh, you guys had your episode on headquarters, you were talking about like, you mentioned like how that was the only album that had a sessions release that had a, t- mm-hmm. that had a, c- a CD set. And this is kind of like a slight variation. Like that set was kind of like more of an in-depth where you heard the longer uh, building songs up in, in, in some cases. And in, the, in this sense, we, ha- we hear like, like maybe one or two backing tracks of things uh, as they're being built up. But it's more of like a, trying to present everything in like a version, you know, just to – otherwise this thing – this is – the first one of these super deluxe editions that's four discs long. Mm -hmm. And if you try to get in and get all the material from the headquarters sessions, you could add another disc or two to it and it would just be crazy. You know, although there was the, the, uh, when they, they went, uh, didn't Andrew did an interview with Rolling Stone, uh, to announce that this was coming <laughs> and somewhere, I don't know how this got mixed up, but the author of that article seemed to think that there was a 48 disc or 72 disc version <laughs> I saw that. Of, that has every, every take of every song. I don't even think that that much stuff exists, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they were confusing the amount of tracks with discs. Right. And, oh yeah, uh, that's. <laughs> I think that's what I think it said like eighty-two disc set or something like that. It was ridiculous. Can I, if I could piggy piggyback on that point for a second? Um, I have a friend who's who's very critical about this new set. Hasn't heard it, you know, just going by the track listing. Mm-hmm. And I'm only saying this because you know, like Derek said, you know, some people might be on the fence about this. Um, m- my friend is more into sessions. Uh, and he laments that there's not more headquarters stuff on here. But I think that this set and and also like that's been done. Like the headquarters sessions is headquarters sessions. This is a deluxe version of headquarters. And I think what this does is tell the entire story, which I think is a great supplement to mm. Andrew's book. And even the the liner notes inside this box touch upon that stuff as well. Um, but it, it, it presents the whole story. And I remember when, um, I guess it was five, five, five years ago when more of the monkeys came out, the, the, the super deluxe. And I think I was going back and forth with Andrew about something. And I, I said, you know, do you, do you think there will be a headquarters? And, you know, he didn't know at that point. And I said, you know, my ear to the ground, like people are saying, like, there's nothing you can possibly do because you've already done the headquarters sessions. And he's like, we have all the New York sessions, like filling up a headquarters set would be no problem with just like stuff that, you know, you don't have. And so I've, you know, for the last five years, and it wasn't until fairly recently, like we didn't know about this until basically, you know, a a few months before the announcement. Mm. Um, But, uh, you know, so for all this time, I was, you know, just kind of hoping that this would happen. And I'm glad that it came out the way it did, because it really does tell the story. Like it's, it's, you need 
the lead up to headquarters and it makes so much more sense and it's more a story of triumph and things mm-hmm. like that. And, and so that this box works for me on a level uh, that's different from the other ones because it's got that. And that's, I think this one might be even be the most special to me as a listening experience. Yeah. Um, you know, time will tell if, if, you know, how it stacks up to the other ones, but I just don't understand, you know, uh, my friend's argument was that, you know, there should be more, headquarters like he wants to hear the songs build up but i'm like you know they they're playing backing tracks they're not going to be very different like if you want takes one through 20 that's fine like i would rather have like a a, a vintage mix of something that mm. never came out like this is in 1967 like this is how they mixed it that's more i think and i think derek would probably agree you know those are the kind of things that that we're into um, and, and this set absolutely delivers on that. And I, I, there's, I don't think there's anything to complain about, about this set. Mm-mm. Yeah. I've seen the criticism as well that about the backing tracks from the songs that the current, the, you know, the, the, the Kirshner direction for what the third mm-hmm. album might've been, you know, well, why do I want to hear that? If it's not even the monkeys playing, the monkeys had nothing to do with these tracks. But for me, I mean, like this, like headquarters represents a fork in the road. Mm-hmm. for the monkeys it's two paths they could have gone down and we know which one they went down but uh, to me it's fascinating to see what the other option was yeah you know reality yeah if they'd have fired <laughs> mike and got and made mickey and davy sing these other songs they could have continued on you know yeah right and i mean and we get a bunch of backing tracks on present as well mm-hmm. you know it's not like this road hasn't been traveled before right um derek would probably also vouch for this when we were in our teens, there was a monkeys. It was a very primitive monkey sessionography that was printed in books like the monkey scrapbook, uh, Maggie McManus and Ed Riley's a manufactured image. Um, there was like a, a TV magazine that had it as well. But like, I remember as a 13 year old, like looking over that and being like, what are these songs, you know? And now like, it's, it's amazing to like hold a set in my hands and like these, song titles that we've heard for years, you know, right. and, and then, you know, in Andrew's books mentioned, um, you know, uh, I, I poured over that list as a kid and just like, you know, I took all my monkeys records, put made tapes of all the songs in the order they were recorded. Um, and I'm still doing the same thing now. So, so nothing has changed, but, but Derek, like that starting point is, is such a strong one. Like seeing yes. that sessionography, like as a kid that was kind of like, you know, uh, obsessed with this kind of stuff. And I was like, wait, there's recording dates for this stuff. Like I've never, I'd never seen that for any other band mm. um, until like the Beatles books came out like a couple of years mm. later, you know, as I started to get into that stuff. So um, yeah. So that, you know, that stuff's a, a big deal to finally have. And yeah. you know, the backing tracks might be a listen once experience, but you know, these, these sets, we're in the age now of playlists and ripping and streaming. And there's, there's no, I mean, you can make, I, I, I calculate, I think it was between 10 and 11 hours of uh, unique mixes and tracks from the headquarters sessions alone between, you know, all of the CDs that have been released. And that includes like the 1989 Arista CD, which was completely remixed and, you know, things that have just kind of fallen on releases over the years. There's just Mm. a ton. There's a ton. So, you know, it's, it's just nice to, to finally have all that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, getting to this release, I'm curious what everybody, everyone's heard it. I mean, did anybody have a, a first impression that they wanted to share? Yes. There was a song that was uh, released as a Davy song. 
but um, on this includes uh, uh, Davy and Peter. Mm-hmm. And um, it started off really great. Davy had his little thing, and then Peter did his little thing, and I gave this really weird look like, oh, what the heck? But it was nice. It was a nice little thing. And then from there on out, because Peter just had that one little second line, from there on out, he was backing up Davy. <laughs> and their, their voices do not go well together. I'm guessing you don't remember what song you're talking I about. I do not. I do not. <laughs> I just remember that I was the whole time I was like, Ah, I I liked when Peter was singing by himself, and I liked when Davy was singing by himself, and I did not like when they were singing together. <laughs> Derek, which song is she talking about? She's talking about early morning blues and greens. Early morning but, blues and greens. And this was an example of like what she was saying that like when I was like going through and picking out songs to play and stuff like that, I was like, oh well, you know, in the original in the in the headquarters sessions, there was a note that there was uh this recording had been done but there was no tape of it and here they now they've found it and here it is mm-hmm. uh it, it, so you it, you if you get this set you'll get to hear this alternate version of early morning blues and greens where peter and davy are singing on it and decide how well you think their voices go together <laughs> you know it's it, it, it whether it's it's great or, or or whether you like it or you don't like it i mean it's just fascinating that the dedication has been going that we we someone it finally was found and here you can actually hear it and make your mm-hmm. own choice make your decision right. about whether it's good or not yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it was one of the moments that like stopped me in my tracks because i was not expecting it mm. uh, yeah i i listened uh through without you know reading the liner notes i was kind of like listening during work and uh, that popped on and I was like, whoa, <laughs> those, are, those are the kind of things that like, you know, uh, that I was referring to earlier that like, you know, uh, Derek and I are pretty jaded when it comes to this stuff. But like hearing something like that, just kind of like, you know, just uh, it has that that spark, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Elaine, what was your first impression of it? Um, I enjoyed it. I don't remember. There was one song and I don't remember what it was because I don't think I commented out loud on it, but all of a sudden you could hear the horns way louder than I remembered hearing them. But again, I don't know what song it was. It was just all of a sudden horns. I was like, oh, horn. Mm-hmm. and then we went on, but I don't remember what song that was. Maybe the remix was it the remix of Shades of Grey, perhaps. It may have been because it was not one I was used to hearing horns on. Or at least as clearly as I was hearing sure. them. Although I was having auditory issues that night, so who knows? But um, <laughs> you know, one of my hearing aids decided to. Oh, that's right! So, I remember yes. you mentioned that. Oh, yep. I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, that was that was. I mean, it's the like I said, this is four discs, and and uh, it, it just wasn't going to be feasible to like invite someone over and then play like all four of these discs. Yeah, like, right, nobody yeah. has all night for this. So <laughs> I, I we we ate pizza and listened to the whole first disc, which is a complete from the ground up remix of every song. So there's the album, and then there's uh, eleven tracks that are additional tracks from the period. The Kirshner songs that did get finished two of the songs that were finished for good times, uh, which we know that uh, and, and Veronica are fan. They came in really great <laughs> fans on that record. So I was, I was, I was, you, you can tell everybody like what your point to me about one of those tracks. I think Chuck, that you were, you were telling me when we were listening to it. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, both love to love and um, got to give it time. I just love the, the new mixes that are on here, but um with love to love, I asked Derek, I was like, are these the same backing vocals that were added for good times? 
And he was like, yeah. And I was like, I can hear them now. <laughs> and it's, I mean, we all know that Peter and, and, and Mickey added backing vocals to love to love. But I, I one of I, I know I want to say a lot of fans, but I know my one of my disappointments was that I'm, I'm like, listen to my speaker, like, OK, I can hear maybe Mickey's in there. You're kind of hoping for a situation a little more like free as a bird where you can hear the monkeys singing together. You know what I mean? But um, so I didn't care as much for that aspect of good times. But here you can hear them and it sounds great. And I, I really enjoyed that. And I really enjoyed the sort of retro mix they gave to, to got to give it time. I think that um, it, it it took me by surprise when I I first heard uh, "Got to Give It Time" because it I, I was like, wait a second, I, I I placed it, but I was like, wait, because at first I think we had listened without track titles, mm. and um, we had uh, uh, just you know files that were labeled with the track number, and it came on, and I was and Mickey started singing, and I was like, wait wait what is going on because i'm so in i'm so not used to thinking of got to give it time in this time period right and and so it, it really jumped out at me but uh you know it's 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 nice to you know who, whoever thought that that song would be revisited also really nice to hear the version on there you know from the tracking session where you can kind of just like faintly hear the guide vocal uh going going on which is yeah. kind of neat i assume it's vintage um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which I guess might even be kind of maybe where they grabbed the melody from to record it for good times. I don't know if like lead sheets still existed. Maybe they did, mm. but um, yeah. So like that's that was super interesting to hear. Yeah, what jumped out at you guys listening to it the first time? Oh, I pointed out to you guys what jumped out at me. I was like, <laughs> we were listening to the mixes, and I and I said, the all of your toys mix came on, and I said, hey, check this out, like. They, when they when he did this, he found something I've never heard before, and I was like pointing at the speaker, right? And right. then there's this uh, kind of like I don't know if it's bass or guitar, but it's like <laughs> it sounds kind of like a Paul McCartney bass thing or something. And right. I just like that I've never heard that before. It's not in anything else. And I when when I I, I when I first heard that, I just like shouted out loud. I was like, "Whoa, that's amazing!" <laughs> I, I just yeah. like I love it. Andrew's very proud of that mix. I think it's probably the best mix of the song there is. Mm. And cause I, and I've heard them all many right. times uh, <laughs> uh, that one. And uh, I think the kind of nailing a, a good stereo mix of a little bit, me, a little bit, you mm, it's, yeah. it's the, I, I even kind of did a demonstration. I said, Hey, here's, here's what this sounded like when they tried to make a stereo mix in 1969. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys said, what'd you say? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, wait. It was no. about the sound of the vocals. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like they were recording it behind a shower curtain in the bathroom. <laughs> accurate. Yeah, so, yeah. Yes, accurate. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. Now it's like, now here's here's what they could here's what the, here's what they were able to do with it now. And they found all the tapes and everything. And like it's got a punch, the 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 tambourine and the and the hand claps hitting right in the pocket. It's like it just it just sounds like the impact they wanted when they made the mono single, but now we can hear it in stereo. Yeah, and I think one of the great things about this set, um, I, I don't want to get too technically in the weeds, but um, you know, like the previous version of Headquarters from 1989 was remixed from the four track master, which was kind of like the final master. Mm. This one, Andrew was able for most of the songs go back to like a stage before that. Uh, before like those tracks were squashed down 
for lack of a better term. So now he can get better stereo imaging, clearer sound. Um, it's not kind of just like a, an audio gimmick. Like he really kind of went backwards and, you know, was able to, to rebuild <clears throat> the session to be able to mix the song in a more complete way. It's a shame that there are so many monkeys tapes missing mm. because uh, headquarters is, is the only album for which uh, mul- all of the multi-tracks exist. And for 11 tracks, the, the session uh, you know, the, the pre bounce tapes also exist. Mm. And it's a shame that we don't have this across the board when he has been able to do it like on sets previous, you know, specifically the monkeys and more of the monkeys it's, it's, he's gotten some really, really great remixes. Mm. Um, but it would be great to just have the whole catalog that way. Unfortunately, it'll just, it'll never happen because so right. many tapes are missing in action, which is something that, you know, Derek and I lament often <laughs> specifically with, you know, television episodes and things like that, you know, like the reruns that substituted songs like that, those kind of things always kind of like haunt us. Like, you know, they could be out there somewhere, but where, but like, and Andrew's the guy that put the time into like trying to find this stuff and, you know, uh, you know, found a bunch of dead ends, but also found a bunch of great stuff. So, right. Um, yeah. That's what I was thinking when you were earlier, um, talking about how people are complaining about the cost, like how many, years did he spend collecting all of that stuff Mm -hmm. and then just the organizing of all of the all of that stuff Mm -hmm. it's it's mind-boggling and it's fully full if you if you haven't gotten the book it's fully fully worth the price Mm -hmm. not that i really cracked it that much but (laughs) (laughs) he could have just released a book that was the photos in that yeah. book and charge the same amount for like a coffee table photo book. Yeah. The fact that the text in there is so complete is just, it's mind blowing. Yeah. But like, you know, even, you know, every, wherever you crack that book open, it's, it's pictures you've never seen, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for, for the, the majority of it. Um, and yeah. And even just like the advertisement, there's one advertisement in the back, Mike Nesbitt, of the monkeys from like 1971. There's another one where um, uh, around the time of changes, Mickey and Davy played at a mall that was like five miles from the house I grew up in. Mm, and wow. like just seeing that stuff, like, whoa, like who yeah. did this happen? You <laughs> right. Know? And it's, it, it, but it, but it's also another thing. Like it opens another can of worms. Like what was a changes show? Like, like there's no documentation of, of any shows. Like, what did they do? Did they have a band? Like, you know, it, like <laughs> all of that is just, it's, it's so weird because there's so much just lost to history. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, but yeah, the, just what an amazing resource that book is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that carries through over to the headquarters super deluxe as well. I mean, yeah. you know, talking about people who are scoffing at hearing the backing tracks that the monkeys didn't play on that were never produced for songs that sort of under Kirshner's aegis. But to me, like I said, that's fascinating because it's that's the direction the monkeys could have continued down. Songs like Sugar mm-hmm. Man or songs like I Wanna Be Your Puppy Dog, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I mean it's, it's, it's an entirely different direction. And I just love having just that, that available now, instead of just reading that those songs existed or almost existed, being able to just mm. pop on the, the backing track and listen to it and sort of imagine what, what might've been in like, you know, would the monkeys it, would, would I want to be your puppy dog have been a number one. <laughs> <You> know, <right? laughs> 
I'm guessing I, no. I, I, I told them what I told Craig, Craig. I told them what I told you, which is I said, hey, you know, this sounds like a 1963 Beach Boys backing track. Right. Yeah. Right. It yeah. did kind of have like a surf guitar, little bit kind of thing going on in. It's yeah. uh, and, and I mean, there, there are, I didn't get a chance to play everything. There are a couple better of those backing tracks, but it's an interesting game to play that when you get the, when you actually get the whole thing yourself and get to check out those other tracks, uh, like you, you do have, I want to be your puppy dog. And I think sugar man falls in the middle. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's a boated least stomp sounds kind of like, uh, I want candy, which mm-hmm. they point out in the liner notes, but, uh, <laughs> uh, either a couple of the other ones are nice and interesting. Uh, the love you got inside, uh, so it's kind of like, you know, there's a couple of them that are interesting and, and probably could have gone somewhere. And I think even a couple of them might have were considered for good times, not just um, not just got to give it time, but they yeah. they just decided not to go that direction. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing is the volume of Kirshner tracks. It's an album's worth of stuff. So right. like yeah. you're essentially getting, you know, half of it is unfinished. Mm-hmm. But you're getting what could have been the monkey's third album. Like I think right. that is super important. Yeah. yeah, like you know, that's something that was never gonna like, you know, uh, yeah, like it, it wouldn't have come out separately. Like mm. you know, as as a one disc thing. Like this is again, it's where it makes sense here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like just the fact that it it was a full album worth of stuff, and yeah. you know, it's a it's a strange listening experience. You know, knowing what follows it. You know, because right. it's so different. So oh yeah, absolutely, and and it continued getting more and more different as they went along. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. My my first listen, my 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 first impression was just that everything sounded way clearer than I expected. And now that my first listen to an album, like to a re- reissue like this, I always take it with a grain of salt because am I hearing something different or am I just listening different? Because I know it's <laughs> a reissue. You know, it's, it's been, I know that it's been remastered. So am I paying more attention to that guitar now, or does it really sound different? Plus, I was at Derek's house to listen on his speakers. I've never done that before. Maybe he's got great speakers. But my impression was just that it just sounds great. Like all the yeah. you know that 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 first listen through of the of just the regular you know headquarters um, in stereo, and it just it just sounds really good. It just sounds really clear. Yeah, and, and I, I don't think that Derek or I are like you know purists when it comes yeah. to like you know the original mixes. That obviously they hold a very special place. Like for me. The weird thing for me, like the the monkeys versions that bring me the most nostalgia are the Rhino LPs from 85 and 86. Mm-hmm. And they're like a weird mix of like mono, stereo, and remixes, <laughs> depending on what tapes they had. You right. know, there were like albums where they only had like a a, a tape for like side A. And they mm-hmm. had, you know, because things would be cut out for compilations and greatest hits albums. Mm-hmm. And so when like when when that stuff kind of went to rhino and in the mid 80s like those tapes were in in disarray it's it's amazing that they you know as so much has been herded since then um but but you know for me like i i think this remix is a an amazing listening experience i know some people will just be like uh it's not the original and it's not you know right but but i like an alternate listen it's not going to replace anything Mm. they're not taking you know 
headquarters LPs are not going to disappear off the earth. Like they're <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> you know? So it, it's just, it's an alternate listening experience. Like mm-hmm. wh- I, I don't understand people, you know, you might not like the Sonics. That's one thing, but like, I, I embrace that kind of stuff when it happens because I love just like hearing it in alternate way. Mm-hmm. And if it's, you know, and sometimes it replaces the original, sometimes it doesn't, but it's, I, it's always nice to have. I'll yeah. always welcome like having that kind of thing, you know, because that, that, that makes a book. You're right. <laughs> Coming soon to a book to uh, somewhere near you. <laughs> I, I, I will say that I, 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 the approach taken to this, I think, is not as not that the the, the Beatles remixes. I mean, I was going to say that it's not as drastic as the Beatles remixes. It, 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 saying that the Beatles remixes are drastic is a bit too much. But I mean, it, it, the the things that people complain about with the Giles Martin Beatles mixes, I don't think that that the same pitfalls are here with Andrew Sandoval's mixes. I think he took, he took a lot of pains to just make it, to make it sound like the original, but just be fresher and cleaner and, Mm -hmm. and put it in its best light. I mean, that's just, that's the ethos going back to the 1991 listen to the band box set where they started being able to really kind of do some remixes of tracks. It was like, put all this material in its best light. Mm-hmm. And just because of the technology of the times, some of these songs are not as well served by like having to bounce the song down generations and have a lot of hits and everything. And this mix in very, in very particular, not egregious and like adding any like reverb, modern reverb effects or any kind of crazy bouncing panning, you know, uh, it's, it's very, uh, it, it's, compressed well enough that it doesn't it, it has more of a character like the original sound of the records just cleaner and better and the instruments really come through and the voices really come through without having like the downsides of the technology of the day mm-hmm. um and i kind of said to you guys too when we were listening to this that like it's a little bit more uh kind of playful on the songs off the album because like the album is the thing that everybody remembers but then you've got like all of your toys like what's the what's the authoritative version of all of your toys there isn't one i mean Mm. it was a song that was like pulled out of the vault in 1987 and they remixed it then and it's like well is that the authentic version it was like somebody's (laughs) view of what they could do with the song in 1987 the the unfinished mono mix from 1967 when they didn't even have all the overdubs on it yet is that authoritative so like (laughs) you could decide like when andrew went to mix that it's like you know here's everything that's in this in this mix that they recorded from start to end and what's gonna make the most cohesive version of this song Mm. and stuff like that and then you know songs like you can't tie a mustang down or if i learned to play the violin never got released at all so you know it's just whatever you have at it i mean there's nothing really crazy you can do with those songs (laughs) davy sounds okay you know (laughs) but uh you know they're not like they're not the other ones but uh The, the thing for me that's fun about that is like those were songs that i had on bootlegs as a kid like I, I remember uh, again, my friend Don had these two cassettes called Monkey's Rarities, and they had, uh, you know, a lot of the tracks uh, missing links had not come out yet, and so it was like the first time I'd heard a lot of that stuff, and I was like, what? These are songs that are in that sessionography. Whoa! And now, just like 
you know, not only do we have them, but now we have like, you know, multiple mixes of you can't tie a Mustang down. <laughs> and by the way, like, you know, everything that that Derek just said about mixes like this, this is a great peek into like our conversations daily. Like, this, this is the kind of stuff we bounce back and forth all day, just sending in like voice messages to each other. Um, it, it's the ultimate in geekiness. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, speaking yeah. of which, I mean, Derek, you sort of gave us a little peek at um, a booklet that you're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something you wanted to talk about? Yeah, we could talk a little bit about this. I mean, okay. I, what, the, when we knew this set was coming out, um, you know, just because it's so long working on our book, um, we want to put something together. We want to put together something that we can do something with uh, that can kind of give it a peek into what the book would be like. And so we're in the midst of working on a headquarters mixography and uh, we're, we're still kind of like finishing up the drafts and seeing how much content is going to go into it. But uh, I really like the kind of concept that we have of putting this in. It's, it's uh, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, where Craig said you could fill up like hours of, of all the different versions of these songs that aren't, on this box set and just kind of combine it all together. It's like the idea that I had is like, Oh, I know now that we've got this box set, like what if somebody wanted to gather all those other things, you know, that Mm -hmm. that aren't on this box set. And it kind of just started as a list of that. And we're kind of taking, we're, 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 we're putting in the, the detail that we want to have in our finished book as to like, uh, this is different than this. This version is different than this one. We, you know, we're not going to be able to put in the whole extensive text that we're eventually going to have that details all those different versions, mm-hmm. but um, it, it will list each one and kind of like enumerate where the best place to find it is. So it was kind of like uh, this would, it, it was, it was kind of like, I want to do a simple guide to where you can find all these alternate versions, but it'll end up being something along the lines of like 40 pages. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And this was another thing, like I was telling you about, you know, when Derek first contacted me and had like a bunch of stuff done, like literally just one day he drops this in my lap. He's like, yeah, I'm working on this. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like he just said, it was, you know, it was all formatted. It was, you know, it had placeholders for things that we needed to do, but like, this is, you know, when I say that, you know, Derek is kind of the brains behind this operation, I mean it because he kind of, he has the motivation to like do this. And, um, when he, he showed me his idea for it, I was just completely blown away. Um, so yeah, I very, very happy to, uh, you know, at least have my name on it. Uh, (laughs) you know, even if all the, even if the majority of the work is his, but, um, no, it's, it's, uh, I, I was just completely like just you know overwhelmed by it because it's the thing the thing about it is when you know I, I've spent years like doing this like as a kid like this stuff was in notebooks like it, it's it's something I've done all this time so like my thought is it has always been like I I want it to be presented in a special way, which was mm. how the book came about in the first place. We had, you know, uh, kicked around doing a book years and years ago. Um, uh, like a, just a PDF that we would, you know, uh, find a way to get out there. And it, it, it just kind of fell through. It was, it, we weren't ready for it. Now, uh, we're, we're definitely ready for it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing to just look at it and, 
be like, yeah, this is this is special stuff here, you know. The the combination of, you know, our work that was put into it and the combination of like, you know, Andrew's work, which mm-hmm. can't be it it our our stuff is really as much kind of like a tribute to Andrew as it is the monkeys, <laughs> because if it wasn't for him, like this kind of stuff wouldn't exist. Like he's right. he's been the one that that's continued to uh you know keep this stuff alive. And mm-hmm. um, you know, and not only, you know, with with the deluxe editions, but with the books. And he, you know, he mentioned it to us before. I think he might have said it on the podcast. And um uh Michael Nesmith had said something to him about, you know, like why the monkeys or something like this. And he was like, you know, I, I think that, you know, this stuff really needs to be documented, like specifically like these outtakes and things like that. Like, you know, somebody needs to do this. Like this is special stuff. You know, you, you don't, you don't just like leave this stuff in a vault to die. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that, that really stuck with me uh, because it's, you know, it, it was a, a, a great kind of new way to look at it. You know, it's, 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 just really really special so mm. yeah yeah i gotta say you know when i was we're over at derek's home and i were listening to the album and keep was, rubbing it in i've never <laughs> been there you've said it 10 times now <laughs> it's, it's 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 not not that crazy special Greg. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool um but we're, we're, wait did you, did you get to see the little cutouts that he used for the cutout bin videos uh, a little bit i, I saw his little set yeah, I was, I was admiring the monkey's little set. All right, I need to sidetrack with a with a little story. So he <laughs> sends me like the rough version of you know the cutout bin video, which is mm-hmm. you know he's got like a little miniature set, little miniature monkey, but I did not know <laughs> that they were miniatures. Right. So I, I kept looking at it and I was like, that table looks weird. Like that turntable, I've never seen a turntable look like that. So like I, I innocently, I innocently said to him, like, what, what's the deal with the turntable? Like, what kind of turntable is that? And he's like, what do you mean? And and like, we're, we're just going back and forth and neither of us are grasping what the other is saying. And, and I, and it just came down to like, wait, are you telling me that you like actually printed out like all of your records? (laughs) <laughs> and made like a little miniature thing of your record shelf because that's that's insane. I love it, but it's insane. And and I showed it to maybe ten people that day, and I was like, "What? Tell me what you think about this." And they were like, "I, I don't know what you mean." And I'm like, "That's a miniature set." And they're like, "What?" <laughs> so, so when you go and watch it, watch it, watch his videos, um, because I was completely blown away. And he was he was like. Once I said this to him, he's like, what do you think? I have like a life-size monkey here. And I was like, well, you have a little miniature record thing. Like, wh- why, why would not? you not have a life-size monkey? Yeah. Either you have a life-size monkey or a miniature apartment. You've got one of the two. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is more weird. <laughs> I noticed that when Very I was disconcerting. At, the, at the little set, because I'd just been looking at Derek's record shelf. And I noticed that there was just streams of records that all were very almost the same cover. And he pointed out to me Ridiculous. that those are the, the monkeys albums, just every variation that's ever existed of these of these albums. <laughs> and there's got to be like okay. 50 of each of them. I don't know. Oh, I, I thought we had a lot of different, <laughs> different monkeys albums. But then I noticed that it was the, the monkey, his little set has the same thing. I was like, why don't you take pictures of your actual thing? That's amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then he pointed out, I think he pointed out to me that like one of them was upside down or repeated or something. Yeah, that's, oh, that's like an Easter egg you can look for. Okay. I'll keep <laughs> I, like I, I should have 
I, I made a fake away. Calyx. I, I made a Calyx size that was like four by four, and I was like, <laughs> I don't have that many monkey records. <laughs> I didn't have pictures of that many shelves, so I was kind of like, oh, I got to double these up and repeat them, but 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 pattern them in a way that they don't look like they're next to me. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't believe that you don't have that many monkeys records because I. You forget that I see your spreadsheets. Like I, I know. <laughs> I know what has gone through that house. What what kind of timeline are you looking at for the um for the headquarters uh sort of sessionography booklet um or mixography booklet and also for your book? Do you have any kind of uh end date in sight? Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, you can answer the, the headquarters and there. I don't know what answer we give to anybody who asks about the book. We really it's like um <laughs> what did it come up earlier? Like somebody was talking about. Oh, Craig, it's like, we don't want to put out like just 19. What did you say? Like, we don't want to do just like a song to A to D. A and it's like, D, we, yeah. we, we got the choice here. It's like, we could be the, we could be the guy who, who writes the grand book on the Beatles and only stops at 1962 and makes everybody wait. <laughs> <laughs> or we'd or we be like uh, the guy who's going to write the monkey's book that has never come out for 25 years. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or, is that, or, is, is or it that, could uh, be like, it could be the set of monkeys deluxe editions that does not have Pisces. That's what needs to happen. And I'll tell you what, um, before Derek goes into the headquarters stuff, like if there is even an inkling that there is going to be a Pisces super deluxe edition, and I hope there is, I can't see that they wouldn't. Mm. The book will definitely be held until after that. There, right. there's, there would be no way that we would do it because that would right. be, it could, you know, who knows going forward what would happen, but that that could be the final word on this stuff. Mm. So, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a waiting game. You mm. know, it, it, you give it some time and it's, you know, is it doesn't look like it's a possibility. Um, so I think I think it's probably safe to say that we would wait until something like that happens until, uh, you know, completing the book also yeah. the amount of work we have to do also factors in <laughs> uh you know so all right derek so passing it back to you okay no but uh, to me <laughs> yeah I, I came up with i thought of that like reference to mark Lewison earlier and i was like i couldn't let that one go <laughs> it's, it's it's horrible isn't it <laughs> hopefully he does not die tomorrow and leave us like oh he never got to finish his trilogy um <laughs> But I figured, but um, this booklet, it, it's 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 kind of like a good kickstart into this section of the whole mm-hmm. thing to kind of really get the idea of what it's going to be like. So I think in the long run, it'll help the book as a whole. Um, I, I think we have to like take a good look at like how much stuff we're actually going to get in it. I don't want it to uh, take much longer than the release of the set. So hopefully we can have something ready to go in within the next few weeks, I hope. Wow. Oh, wow. We'll figure out what to do exactly, like how how sparse it needs to be to kind of like have a point where we say like, in the, you know, like what do they say in the tech world? It's like you you got to ship, <laughs> right? Well, I, I mean, you had it sitting out right next to where the the headquarters set was, and I was sitting there. I just I I thought it was part of the headquarters. Set. I, I started looking. I was and I'm like reading it like this is fascinating. And Derek just told me what it was, and I was like, "Am I supposed to be looking at this? I'm sorry." <laughs> But it was right here. Um, you, you picked it up and you're like, wait, this is the book? It's just 40 pages? Your book is just 40 pages? <laughs> the 
No, he thought, well, he thought it was part of the headquarters set. Yeah, I thought it was part of the headquarters set. And, and it, it's very slick, very professionally, very professional looking. Um, it's fascinating. And you kind of have to send us a digital copy that I haven't had a chance to dig into yet. But um, yeah, I think it's something that everyone's going to want. If you're if you're getting the headquarters uh, super deluxe edition, get this too, because it's yeah. I mean, if you're if you're that deep into this wanting this information, there it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, thank good you. Stuff. And it looks good too. Like, yeah. you know, when he, it, it, you know, the, the, the goal is for it to, you know, fit inside the box, mm. um, uh, as well. Uh, you know, it's, it's seven inch size. So, but it, it, it complements the set really well, I think, yeah. um, you know, uh, uh aesthetically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and again, that's, that's all Derek. I can't take any, any credit for that. Um, that that's all him. So I, I'm extremely thankful that, you know, he's got the, you know, the motivation to, to kick off something like this because it, you know, it, it, what it does for us is it, you know, with, with a, a book this big or, you know, a project this big, finally being able to like hyper-focus on one section mm. of, yeah. of, of a period of time has been such a, like a, a bit of a relief because you know there are times where we've just gotten lost in how daunting the whole thing is sure so you know it, and it's kind of like given us maybe a bit of a roadmap going forward like you know this works for us so let's kind of piece it together this way and kind of keep going down this road right. um yeah so yeah I, and and i i just i couldn't i couldn't ask for a better a better partner on this so just com- completely thankful always that Thank you know you. that you. he's that he's part of this well, it wouldn't. It, this wouldn't be happening at all if if you hadn't decided. If you hadn't had mixography in the first place. Oh, <laughs> give me a hug. Virtual <laughs> hug. So I'm guessing everyone here recommends the Headquarters yes. Super Deluxe Edition. Oh yeah, yeah. super highly recommend. Yep. All right. Well, Definitely. guys. I mean, thank you for joining us. This has been a blast. Thank um, you. Thank you. And, Derek, thank you for inviting everybody except for Craig to your house. We really appreciate it. <laughs> I don't know that Craig could have made it in time either. So. It helps that we're all local. Yes. When the yeah. when the book does come out and we have like, you know, like a signing, whether it be publicly or, you know, before they ship or whatever, I will just like sign right on top of Derek's name as we're <laughs> I think that would, was, we should have like like when you we have a movie poster and you have the actors and their names are over each other's heads. It's like Craig will sign over my name and I'll sign over Craig's name. Yep. Now, now, now the thing, the thing. Now Derek just said that tomorrow morning he's going to have like a movie poster mocked up. I guarantee it. <laughs> this is just the way he works. And just just one other one other thing I want to mention. Um, it's kind of like. Uh, just it's such a, a great um anecdote for this book uh there have been times where you know like on a thursday or friday i'm like okay let's let's focus on this song let's get an entry done for this song and uh so i'll like you know set up like a, a skeleton or something and I'll, I'll, the next day i'll be like yeah I, I have to work you know a couple hours and in, in until the afternoon and then i'll go and look at it and he's got the whole thing done like i, I didn't even have a chance to like get a word in. so so yeah he's he's the motivated one here i I, awesome. I yeah it's it's i'll tell you though nobody fun. makes a spreadsheet like craig smith i will say that i, I if there's one thing that i'm good at it's it's organizing 
this incredible mess. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I'll, I'll take the credit on that one. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Craig, where can people find more of you on the internet? Well, uh, I have a podcast called Pods and Sods. Uh, you can find it on your podcatcher of choice at the Pods and Sods Network. There's some monkeys content. My girlfriend and I do uh, a podcast called Same Page Cast, and we have a monkeys sidecast called Sound of the Sunset, Sound of the Sea, where we go through the monkeys sessions song by song. And um, if you want to check out monkeys mixography, this is kind of it, it's basically like the skeleton of what will be in the book. It's uh, so if you it's at monkeysmixography.wiki.com and it's basically the book without entries, like without write ups on the songs. You can find a list of all the mixes of every song and where to find them. It's got a full US discography. So if you look up the 1991 Listen to the Band set, it'll tell you what tracks were remixed for that set. You can click on the songs. It'll tell you where the songs are. And the whole thing is just intertwined in crazy ways uh, that mm -hmm. only obsessives can do and will appreciate. So <laughs> if that's the kind of thing that interests you, please take a look at that. Um, it's it's something that uh, is, is a ton of fun and uh, something that I'm really proud of. And so, yes, thank you for thank you for having me here. Um, at least I get an invite from you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about you, Derek? Uh, if you uh, want to harass us about when the book is coming out or just ask some questions and about uh, monkeys mixes in general or wonder like, how come I can't, you know, what do I, what do I need to know that's not on the mixography <laughs> wiki? Uh, the mixing links, the monkeys on disc on Facebook. Uh, and uh, someday soon, maybe Monkey will return in another video on the Cutout Bin channel on YouTube. Uh, and then uh, you'll you'll find uh, all of us but Craig over at the Mickey <laughs> Dolan's concert on April 1st next year. <laughs> April Fool's. Also, if I could just, uh, I, I want to also just give a plug to the website for the book, which is mixinglinksbook.com. Um, there, there's not a whole bunch there, but there are a few entries. Uh, we got circle sky up there. We got, uh, theme from the monkeys and, uh, going down, I believe. Um, and they're all, um, I would say 99% finished entries hmm. that give an idea of what kind of entries for songs would be featured in the book. So mixinglinksbook.com for that. Awesome. Okay. How about you, Elaine? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Monkeying Around, on our Facebook page at Monkeying Around, and our Facebook group, Monkeying Around Discussion Group. <laughs> and we also <laughs> and we also have an email, monkeyingaroundpodcast at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. And how about us, Chuck? Feltnerdy.com. And? And our Star Trek podcast, Earth Station Trek. And if you're in the Atlanta area, you can see us on December the 11th. That's a Sunday at the Sinful Sundays Burlesque Show. We'll be doing, doing a very adult uh, show. That's This is a show where they have burlesque, they have puppets, they have uh, drag. It, it's a great time. So if you're in the Atlanta area, come out and see us on December 11th at the Sinful Sundays Burlesque Show. Awesome. Thanks for monkeying around. <laughs> no, I, can't, I can't hit stop until you've said that. <laughs> Thanks for monkeying around with us. Be sure to like and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and monkeyingaround.com. 
can't expect the writers to know everything. Improvise. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.